Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. So Dave, the other day, I'm a tech geek kind of person. Yes, you are. The other day, so I had a little time off from work, so I, yeah, I I am. Yep. And It wasn't a jab at you. (laughs) And I kind of lost myself in those stupid YouTube videos, you know, where you kind of talk about, they go, oh, the top 10 or the top five, whatever, and I got sucked into some cool gadgets. Oh. Oh, it'd be kind of a fun thing to talk about, but... Not just like the gadget side of it, but like some technology that we find fascinating that maybe has a cool impact to our lives or maybe, you know, something else. But right. uh, so I thought you know, we could kind of talk about some of those things. Today. Sure. Does yeah. Good? Yeah. I have. And this is it's funny in, in my opinion, because this is not something that most people think about. But it's like springtime for us and we're kind of coming out of winter and things are kind of wet outside and I don't know how Google knew that I would be interested in this thing, but it's a product called Hydroblocks. You ever heard of that? Go ahead and tell me. I know I have. I just, I'm just slow at. Uh, I know what that is. I just can't think of it. Uh, maybe I, I. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe Google knows what you're looking for too. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that a bit. <laughs> so Hydroblocks is this product that's made from recycled plastic. It looks like dark colored like cheesy puffs okay they look like little noodles thick like you know the cheesy puffs and they're uh, kind of melted together you can still see that they're noodle shaped but they're they're made into these massive blocks and you're you, they use them in the soil as like a french drain as a way of getting oh. water from you know someplace in your yard around the are. house it's a very Ethan. Maybe you can look up. Hydro, Is it like a sponge blocks. type of uh, technology? It it kind of. It's not like a. Is it porous? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating to see. I, you know, I I coach, and so some of the fields that I've worked at, in particular, the Concordia Throw Center, we talked about in a few episodes back. Uh, there, it, it it was a wetlands that was converted into this throwing area, and the javelin area was always so thick with water. I mean, there were times where most of the field was covered in water, and just walking <clears throat> out, you couldn't be out there without boots on because the water would be several inches thick or deep. Hmm. And so, one of the solutions that they had is they just kind of cut a trench, put some like some pipe in there, and covered with gravel, and then covered it with soil. And it really didn't solve the problem. And it was super irritating. So the product is called <clears throat> Hydroblocks with an X on the end of that okay. box. And anyway, the, the French drain didn't really work. It was very frustrating because it was still underwater after they had spent all this time doing less work. And I don't know how, yeah, there you go. And I don't know how I came across this. But it's this product that's, you know, recycled plastic, looks like little, um, you know, cheesy poofs. And it works not on gravity, which is what normal pipes are. It works on water pressure. And it gives water a pathway to, you know, exit whatever the area is. So if you get a basement that's flooding, you dig your little 12-inch trench or 14-inch trench. And, I mean, it looks like a... What would you say that a a one by six? At least that it looks well. I've seen a few different sizes there, but yeah, I mean, I saw some block blocks. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, they almost look like cinder block type. I mean, 
Kind you know, of. I mean, I mean, I think that this, they're trying length. to get it to look like that, you mm-hmm. know. But um, so, so let me ask you. I am running into a possible. I'm not going to say a situation, but I'm getting some asphalt poured, and mm-hmm. I heard a, one issue that um, our neighbor is dealing with is they had to trench out an area and lay down some pipes and stuff because when the excess water rolls off, it could sit, seep underneath, mm-hmm. and especially when it freezes and stuff, it could you know, um, affect your asphalt differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, Hmm, would this help? I'm sure I couldn't afford it, but, um, it sounds like that this could be something that would almost draw it out of it. It kind of does. So and then direct it to the location that you would want to put it. Yeah. So it, it's a, it, it's a porous, you know, uh, product it's plastic. So it doesn't really deteriorate in the soil. It doesn't get clogged up by uh, clay and silt. So, yep. And, and so what happens is water likes to take the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And so this gives it the path of least resistance. Unlike pipes where pipes really it has to be gravity fed. And sometimes those pipes get plugged get up. Get plugged up. Absolutely. Which creates another problem because now you might be storing water in some of those pipes and creating some other problems yep. in your yard. Absolutely. And this gives folks an, a, a way of getting that water actually pushed out because the the pressure within this uh, the structure is less than the the pressure outside of it, and so water goes to that lower pressure. It's a very fascinating product to me, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form in a position where I need to buy this stuff. Right. <laughs> but somehow Google, well, you know, brought it up to me. I thought, gosh, dang it, this is really neat technology using recycled plastic. Which they knew that I might about. be interested in some of this, and maybe now you need so, to buy some. But here's this, so. So typically it looks like it's it's something that's buried, or is it ever on top? I've seen some that look like it was a brick almost that they could use for a... No, I think producer Ethan found the wrong pictures. But it's what you see here on the pallet. It's very long, and you put them in the ground, because it requires a coating of soil around it to create that low-pressure environment, because the soil is going to create a higher-pressure environment. And uh, and these provide that low pressure path for water to travel through. They have different videos on YouTube about it. You can pour a glass of water over the top of it, and you can see it just sort of, you know, goes right on through through the material. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's kind of neat technology recycling old plastic and producing something here in the United States that uh, you know that can solve some some problems for. It. I think it's relatively cheap because you can cut it with a saw see that right there that mm-hmm. i wonder if that would help a situation I, I i have to talk to the gal um well there's a bunch of people with the gal that's doing it and and see what she recommends because that i will tell you because you brought it up i'm going to have to mm-hmm. look into that mm-hmm. um and this really gets me so i know now what i thought i knew that you were talking about i think it was in some other country that they had or who knows, maybe it's not put in place yet, but they created a, an asphalt for a road that they sat there and dumped water on it, dumped it, yeah, and it I've went right that. through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I was thinking you were talking about in the very beginning, mm-hmm. because this almost reminds me of it, except for the integrity of it probably isn't the same as asphalt. But it was amazing how fast it could absorb it or take it in so there's no hydroplaning and stuff on the roads. Yeah, I, I saw someone take a one of those uh, the water... Um, trucks for like firefighting mm-hmm. and dump yes massive we had to see the same thing then i think we did and it just it like it just disappeared 
Yeah. And of course, there's a structure underneath to sure. then channel that I water so. away. <laughs> but yeah, um, this this stuff in particular, actually, it's it's really hard material. It's it's porous, so there's like you know little you know small holes that the water's going to travel through. But it's very very strong. Yeah. So you can you can drive over it and other things. But of course, it needs to be in the ground because the ground helps provide it the the difference between the high and the low hmm. pressure. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how much this stuff costs, but I thought, you know what, it's pretty cool because, you know, people complain about, you know, what are we going to do with all this extra plastic? Well, here's a great solution. A lot of stuff you could utilize it with. I, it's just unfortunate because all the new cool stuff, when it doesn't make sense, it's always so much more expensive. And even though it pays for, you know, it might pay for itself in the long run, it's just to come up. A lot of people get to miss out on the latest technologies because of... Mm. You know, it takes a while to get everybody on board to bring the cost down. Yeah, I think, I think but I'm not saying that it is expensive. I'm just, I always fear the worst. Yeah, I think the company was based out of like maybe Pittsburgh. That whoa, whoa, familiar. you're saying this is American made stuff? American made, yeah. Oh, that's going to be outrageous then. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but it, it, to me, I, I don't know how the success of the company, but maybe this is one of those things that if if they had the opportunity, they could maybe take what their manufacturing process is on that side of the country and move it to someplace closer. Right. So, Man, that is neat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so say, cool. tell me again, what is that called? Hydro blocks. Hydro blocks. Yeah. Blocks with the X on the so, end. So, hey, I got to ask you something else about it because you obviously looked into it more. So in the we're looking at a picture here and this picture shows a very thin um, trench that was dug out and it looks as a guess like there's like a Almost if you had a had a some lumber and it was like a two by twelve, it mm-hmm. almost looks like that. And they're laying it um, where the twelve. How do I say this? It's it's, it's in a twelve inch hole or yeah. a fourteen inch hole. So so mm-hmm. so if there was a drainage or I want, does it travel from block to block to block yeah. to block all the way out to where you want it to exit? Right, it does. Yeah, instead of it seeping hundred percent into the the ground, which could take it whatever the excess is but so it will just travel through that yeah and they they'll layer it so it it, in case depending on the type of soil that it's being built into and you know what the other dynamics of the of the environment is they'll they'll stack them on top of each other they'll build these in fact ethan if you move the picture to the left they build these boxes out of them and attach pipes so that you can actually take the drain off from your gutters and put them directly into these huge box shaped uh and then things. deploy it and, and what it does is it, it then <clears throat> allows a massive amount of water to go into this area and then it seeps back into the soil it's kind of like a holding um, mm. place. So in case you can't run it off into your, like, I don't know, sewer system or into a drain field, you can let it go back into the soil based mm. on this little but collection you, you system. But you at least direct it away from the area that you don't want it to yeah. be at. That is great. Yeah, so your basements aren't, you know, Man, filling somebody's thinking. Mm. Yeah, it's, I like that. it's a really smart idea, and it doesn't seem like it's a super complicated thing. So I don't, I don't know what his patent uh, situation is, but yeah. Hmm. So I, I know you you looked up some cool tech that you that you had in mind. Do you want to talk about something on your list? Well, well, I'm a I'm a gun guy, and oh, yeah. and so I know that it's been around for a bit. But they had like smart scopes, and I don't know where they're at now. But it used to be to where you could look in the scope, and it hooks up to your trigger, and it won't fire unless it's a hundred percent 
good shot. Now, this is like, it, at least huh. when I was looking at it, it was like for like sniper rifles or, and, mm-hmm. but it would not fire, you know, taking in like the wind and the elevation trajectory, you know, and I mean, of the bullet. And, um, and then, so now it will, it, it'll actually fire the gun for you and to make it a hundred percent good shot. It, it's hard for me to it's understand gotta... how it could work, but but there's some technology out there that that does it, and I think it's even grown from the first time I knew about it, which was about ten years ago. And so, but they call it—I think they call it smash or something. But they're they're trying to advance it enough to get into the military. And from what I understood that they're thinking about putting it on like the AR-15. So when I first heard about it, I thought they were more oh. of a sniper rifle to where, you know, you you could you could hook it up to your sniper rifle and then you pan across an area. And as you're panning, it is sees a bad guy. Mm. It will fire the kill shot, oh, and 100 percent accurately, I guess. Oh my and God. and you don't even pull the trigger; it does it for you. And so now, which is interesting because it's been years since I've looked it up. Now it seems like they they put it, and maybe they did before, but it's not how I was introduced to it as. Now they're on AR 15s, which means they could shoot. I'm sorry, it was for the military, so it would be the M16s, but. Um, which is rapid firing. And now, <laughs> I mean, it just makes you wonder now, can it take out, let's say you have 15 bad guys coming at you and, and you don't even pull the trigger. You just sweep your gun across and it just takes them out for you. I'm curious how, how the, it identifies the target. <laughs> I mean, there has to be some sort of like AI. Right. It's got to like, recognize. How does it tell that? Or if a friendly runs in front of you, well, you know, What's the racial profiling. <laughs> 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 what are those like the thermal cameras? I don't know what the technology. Maybe they just call them thermal cameras. Sure, yeah. They but I would imagine vision and thermal cameras. And, yeah, I imagine they could use different types of sensors to see heat signature well, shape. They have like example. They have you know like like I have some lasers that go on your gun, and you could flip on the laser, and the bad guy could see the lasers. Mm-hmm. Well, they have lasers where bad guys can't see the lasers. The only way that they can see the lasers, or you could see the lasers, is if you have your, your, mm, I'll use infrared. I don't remember which one, but night vision or infrared lights. I mean, uh, vision on, then you could see all these lasers going off that you can't see. So it's kind of nice that you could have that ability. It looks crazy. You know, it doesn't look of this world to the regular civilian when you see the war zone, because it looks like Star Wars kind of stuff. Sounds like a movie. Right. Yeah. And where does movies come and get all these ideas from? <laughs> Probably from real stuff that they got leaked out, but mm-hmm. that got leaked out. But, but uh, no, there's a lot of, because I, I, I like, I like the idea of laser, but I always get concerned of, well, you better make sure that you're not like scoping for somebody with a laser on because mm-hmm. you could give away your position. Yeah. So there's also lasers out there that do not have that won't give your position away to, mm-hmm. you know, they, I believe it's infrared that it, they use, but it's a certain, it's a certain technology. I would, I would imagine that like the special forces, like branches of those, you know, of the military would probably have more access to this type of stuff. Cause I bet it's expensive. Yeah. In fact, um, well, I'll, I'll read technically what it could be here. It's, it is called smash. At least that's, I don't know what it stands for, but that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, is a combat proven, <laughs> family of fire control systems which are designed developed and manufactured by smart shooter to ensure each round finds its target in both day and night 
conditions as well as keeping friendly forces safe. Again, I don't know how they determine or differentiate that. Smart shooters, uh, I lost my place. Proprietary target acquisition and tracking algorithms, oh my goodness, are integrated with sophisticated image processing software into rugged hardware solution. So anyways, it's essentially a... It's AI. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you gotta have some trust in that. I mean, that... Well, especially if you are friendly at the other end of the scope. Oh. You know, and maybe here's the scary part. It's, it's, um, it's, what they say there? It's, uh... Systems that are designed and developed and manufactured by smart shooters. Oh, oh, it's combat proven. Oh, so so they've been using it. So, <laughs> I mean, that freaks me out a little bit. Well, how about this? You know, on a previous podcast, we talked about you know trips to Mars and how many failures of you know you know they tried it. Not all, not every trip to Mars makes it. Yeah, you know there there's a there's a path of learning. How many, if it's proven now, how many mishaps <laughs> do they have to find out to get it right? Uh, but, but anyways, that's, I thought that's something that's pretty neat. And as scary as it is, might sound to be able to, perhaps I'm going to take its word for it is that to friendly fire, mm-hmm. uh, innocent, uh, bystanders. What if, what if this helps the, the terrible hostage situation that some guy has a gun to their, the, uh, the hostage and or knife and even if you shoot them they could fall down and slit the throat of the the person to where you know maybe they could take out the weapon i mean i've seen a, i've seen without this i've seen a gentleman sitting in the middle of an intersection with a gun sitting on a chair essentially telling the cops to shoot him and a sharpshooter without this technology literally shot the gun out of his hand that takes some serious skill. What if this can help remedy, you know, your poor sleep or the, you know, other issues you have to go through? So this reminds me of a video I saw, and I, I had to look up the name because I, I couldn't remember. It's called Boston Dynamics. Hmm. Ethan, you might, uh, you might want to pull that up. Boston Dynamics, and I'm sure you've seen this. They are a, a robotics company. Yep. And you've seen them. They look like dogs. Don't like it. And, yeah, thanks, E. And e, there are some that that look like they're standing up like humans. Mm-hmm. And they're carrying weapons. Yep. And I don't know how real that particular video is. It's scary, realistic. But I've seen a lot of the more recent videos that have come after that original you know, thing, but, but it was I, able to identify who was a friendly and who was not and fire a real weapon and take out, you know, who would be considered, you know, the enemy. Right. And it's, it's a bit scary to think and how quickly those things could move, from, you know, from one target to the next. And the guy was out there, you know, hitting him with a I know. I baseball like, bat yeah, yeah. or something. It's like, um, him over. one of these days he's going to remember and go, <laughs> bitch, not today. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, and, and how about this? All the, the training they do with the dog, kicking it in the dog looking one, they kick it in its butt, try mm-hmm. to knock it over. Mm-hmm. It's going to remember training that. They're training it to, to, to <laughs> do certain things. And, and guess what? It's going to say, Enough's enough, not today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm low battery charged. I'm not feeling 100%. I'm not going to put up with that. <laughs> you know, I, 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 and for $85,000, I think it was, I can't remember, 70 or 80. I think mm-hmm. it was nice. It's under 100 grand for 
something to carry your crap around mm-hmm. with because what does it do other than that at this point? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Well, I, I I just I just don't. Uh, <sighs> as neat as stuff is, and I do enjoy technology, but you know, there's there's some there's always concern that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And example with I'll just use smartphones, and I think that just the word reason why they call them smart is you know, cause they do a lot. And, and when you have things that are smart and start doing things for you, you stop, I'm going to use myself as an example. You start having to use your brain. I can't tell you how many times I actually have to really, I mean, I can remember my phone number, but you know, I used to have to remember a lot of phone numbers yeah. and there's only like two or three that I really can remember. Mm-hmm. And a lot of and the ones I can't remember are the ones I remember back when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> but now you don't have to remember cause you could look it up, mm-hmm. but the smart stuff out there kind of dumbs us down. We rely on these technologies to do things. We might become weaker because we have something that's going to carry our load for us. And, yeah. and so I just feel like it's good. It's pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to strongly suggest that people be very cautious <laughs> when you build something that could kick your ass. Because mm-hmm. these things could kick your ass. The, 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 the dog thing that has that little dinosaur raptor yeah, the, type. Yeah, the extra arm. Arm, yeah. To me, it looks like some jaw that's going to come out and take your eye out or rip your arm mm-hmm. off and i'm like man yeah i don't need something that strong i don't know can you make it out of styrofoam i don't know <laughs> it's a very it is impressive technology but i don't i will I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't like to see it i i love that we could do that stuff but i'm a guy that believes that ai will 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 do more negative to for us than positive yeah i think all created by humans originally I, uh, well, I have a 3D printer and you, you know, have been talking about, yeah, let's, let's build some we stuff. We need to. Yeah. So I, I, that's one of those technologies that I think really, really fascinating. And it's not just in the, the 3D printer that I have, which is a very basic, you know, plastic extruder sort of, you know, 3D printer. It's probably one of the most common ones in the, in homes, right? There was a, there's a 3D printer in there, and it's it's based on I think it was the powder version, where it uses a powder and a laser, and it creates it fuses these these things together to create the 3D thing, and it was creating 3D printers of itself. So it's like creating 3D printer babies. <laughs> now, uh, not fully functional, but you know the framework that's, that's and the, most one. of the stuff. Yeah, and and because so I think about this this you know the Boston Dynamics uh, robots, and you're talking about AI being super scary. And I think, well, we're creating all of these things individually. Once those things get combined, can you imagine having these robots creating more of themselves? Right. There's no re- so there's companies out there that have robot helpers mm-hmm. and they'll help pick up a part of this sheet and you're the other one to make sure it's done just right. <laughs> yeah, right. You're only there because OSHA won't allow it to happen yet all by <laughs> itself. But just right. And but they're literally moving around the shop with you. And I mean Airbus uses 3D printers to to wire in their harnesses. Mm-hmm. Their wire harnesses where other people don't. I mean it's huge technology mm-hmm. and and pretty soon there's no reason just like the automotive industry where so many things are all robotic and next thing you know you're going to have the robots 
load up the robots and then they don't need the people. <laughs> I mean, or you just need the one person to come in and push play when you don't need the other 20 people. It's where Star Wars and the droid army start coming yeah, in. <laughs> that's right. So I don't know. That stuff is a little bit, I know, it is. A bit creepy, but it's still, it's amazing. That's for amazing. sure. I Well, on the topic of 3D printing, I, I looked up a little bit more information because it is a fascinating uh, technology. And, you know, for me, I don't use my 3D printer all the time, uh, mainly because it it takes so long to print things. And so if there's a mess up with, uh, the the you know either the original design or because it wasn't quite leveled out right or there's it's kind of finicky but it's a really cool thing to spend time and dial it in and then print up a bo- whole bunch of different things it's I, it's fun well, but there's a whole bunch of other technologies that are 3d print um you know types of 3d printing right build houses out of them yeah well that was one of the things on my list i saw one that was using concrete yeah. it's a massive 3d printer that uses concrete to produce its you know it's it's three-dimensional objects so in other words it could create if if being attacked it created its own barrier to help protect itself <laughs> You're thinking in terms of robots protecting themselves? Well, you have to. <laughs> These people aren't looking at all. They're only looking at north, south, and east. They're not looking at west. They're not watching their sixes. They're just going forward. But, I, yeah, I have a buddy, Dustin, and we've talked about for, I could say, years now about, because we have ideas of making some small things or making prototypes and to be able to use that technology in your own house to make something to where this is the, I'm going to make up a number, but it could be skyrocketed higher than this. So let's say I want to make something out of plastic about the size of a matchbox car. Okay. Just a one inch by two or three inches, two inches, something, something like that. To make one, it might cost me $50,000 to take it to a company to make a mold first. And then after that, it's only like two to five cents a piece, you know, it literally, and Mm -hmm. another company I used to work with, it used to be 500 grand to make a, and they would use a, um, it's like a 3d print, but it was made up. They used resin and a a laser and they had liquid um, resin and this laser would go and it would just harden it a little bit as it goes, but it would be 500 and it might only cost like, you know, five grand a piece after after they make it, but it was five hundred grand a pop after they make the first one. Mm-hmm. So to get to where I'm talking about, like my buddy and I were talking about, is now we could do that for pennies and uh, do- huh, silly me dollars and time, mm-hmm. and we could do that in our own home, and then we could have that to give to some place to maybe make it, or mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing, you could start making them, producing, mass producing them yourself, but to be able to get do something like that inside your own house is is pretty amazing these days. Yeah, I mean, it used to, everything used to be two D, like pretty awesome. I knew I know a metals guy that will will has a plasma cutter hooked on it to a table and an arm, and he has it hooked to his laptop, and he'll cut anything you want, any two D you yeah. know design. But this here is literally being able to bring it to the next dimension, mm-hmm. and it's so awesome to be able to have that at your on your desktop that that resin 3d printing is pretty fascinating if if you haven't folks listening at home if if you haven't seen how it's done it's crazy it's like this liquid material a laser on the bottom that basically hardens a specific layer 
and it gets lifted out of this liquid material. Yep. It is the weirdest... It looks like honeycombs. Yeah, it is the weirdest looking and method of I'm disappointed that something. I knew what it was called for years, but I've been away from this company so long where it's just all faded in the background, but mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's, it's called. So, it's, so to me, it's like having... If you took a chandelier and you dipped it in water, or let's just say, you know, syrup, you know, colored mm, anything. Syrup. And you just took that chandelier and you start lifting it up out of the water very, very slowly. That's kind of what that 3D printing looks like from that from that resin. It is such a fascinating way of of 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, I So some of the different technologies that they have for 3D printing... That I was pretty amazed. I mean, you already mentioned one, which is the building of a house. Can you imagine? We were just talking about Mars on our last episode, mm-hmm. having the equipment land on Mars and start building these. Build our dome. Yeah. Yeah. Build the domes, the things that people would live into or live in and work one, in. Like you were talking about those little pebbles. I mean, you want something a little bit more than a plastic. Yeah. You well, know. to protect the from radiation, right. from. from <laughs> Rocks falling out of the sky. Yeah, it, really fascinating stuff. The, the other oh, stuff they found... That's right. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, go ahead. Look it up. So we called it SLA where we were at, which... which oh, so can you, can you go ahead and read that big word for me? Yeah, stereolithograph. Yeah, see, I would have jacked that up three different ways <laughs> for Monday. So anyways, we called it the SLA department, and they, the detail is just amazing. It... It's amazing, and and it came with this little honeycomb, and it was pretty strong. I mean, if you drop it, it'll shatter, but mm. it still made the, the honeycomb made it like some structure to mm. it. But it was uh, it was our SLA. Well, That's yeah, the the it. detail that you're referring to. So in the extruder version that I have at home, you can see the plastic stream, mm-hmm. you know, in the material. Well, it's very very small, but there's a texture to it. You know, if you put Let's just say, you know, a flat layer of it. You can feel there's some some ridge, you know, ridges on there. But in these other forms of 3D printing, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. In fact, I was really curious. I'm so glad when you brought in a a, a test piece or something that you made. Mm, yeah. And it looked carbon fiber-ish. It didn't look like there's different levels of, some of them look so rough where you have to sand it. But yours mm-hmm. looks like it could almost be, depending on what you want, could be almost a finish mm-hmm. uh, i mean a finish finish mm-hmm. a finished product finish you know and where you don't have to really sand it it's all about i don't know the 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 thicknesses that you use but mm-hmm. i trust me i would love to play with that yeah. i, I fight well well we'll figure it we'll figure out some time to do that i'll bring a 3d printer you bring the gin and tonics Deal. Okay. Uh, some other stuff that made from 3D printing, which I thought was, you know, one of those like humanitarian sort of things, oh. which is, you know, they can build prosthetics. So oh. people lose a limb, they've got these three quickly 3D printable prosthetics that they can start using. The other is using, uh, printing using like, I think they call it bioprinting, where they're actually taking cells and building structures from cells or other materials. I think there was a material, and of course I didn't write it down, but there's like collagen, you know, things that give certain structures to your your 
you know, your body, they can print with this and create sort of a lattice or a framework that hmm. you could then apply other types of biomaterial to so, build. So if I can understand, because everything to me goes to cosmetic, but I shouldn't think mm-hmm. that. So my uncle, or you don't have to use him, but, you know, he had to, was it a nose? So they had to grow a nose or an ear or something mm. on a part of his body. Yeah. To grow it, and then they use that to put on their body. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, what you could do that. So I wonder if it's them making a mm-hmm. structural. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about building like new arteries. They're talking about building full like a heart. Um, other things that would allow you to have a structure by using that your body would accept. Um, you know, wouldn't re- reject, but would accept and allow for other. Um, you know, human cells to grow on, and it's incredible, and it's all done using three D printing technology. Hmm. It's really. I wonder if that's something. what they use. What is that? Those the baby. Hmm. What's that called? Stem cells. Stem cells. Yeah. Is that the stuff that they're? That they wonder if that's the stuff that they'd have to use to. Yeah, but you can. They've got. They can get stem cells like. There was early like ethical issues with um like fetuses stem cells from fetuses, mm-hmm. but you can get stem cells from other parts of um of your body that's not from a you know dead baby or whatever. Yeah, but that's the preferred. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, it's so, so seems horrible. like it. Well, the thing is, is you know, by with all the uh, the uproar about that, they technology or scientists figured out a way to isolate stem cells uh, in other ways. Fine, if you guys don't want us to take it from babies, <laughs> we'll find some other way. But, Jerks. But stem cells are interesting because they take the the shape or the form of the surrounding. They're a blank material, essentially, yeah. right? They so get they're to be saying, programmed. Program. Yeah, it's, it's weird. really weird. Uh, I, I did see, I don't know how true these things are, but I, I saw that they had some 3D printed cars online. <laughs> I saw, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. They said 3D printed food. I'm like, what are you talking about? 3D print? Well, it's really for people who have trouble like chewing and they make flavored like gelatin oh. in different shapes using 3D printing technology. So anyway, it's a pretty I don't pretty see why they couldn't make thing. a car. I mean, I don't know engine and stuff but the frames and stuff sure I yeah see that all the but, components but again it's it's got to be like really strong well type what, of what was i don't know anymore so it's been a while but back in the day i'll, I'll say 80s corvette's shell was all fiberglass there's no way that they can't not mm-hmm. use fiberglass and make a decently strong structure out of that mm-hmm. well I mean, the, here's the other thing um you like you like guns they can 3d print different types of guns yeah that's right they can and and in some cases it's just like this this really heavy duty plastic that you can't shoot i think more than maybe a couple couple of rounds rounds, but (laughs) but then they have the other 3d uh printing where you're using you're actually using like i don't know titanium and other heavy right heavier uh stronger metals to make 3d guns right and that's just growing along with the technology that it could do that Mm -hmm. you know what it takes to essentially give you your 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 material to make your material pliable to mm-hmm. whether it's concrete that was the which you know whether resin or plastic whatever you want to say is yours it has it has plastic that gets you know pliable gets hot enough to where it could bend around where the other one was just hot bat of or vat of um resin mm-hmm. that gets hardened by a laser mm-hmm. as it goes through i mean it's so many different ways to 
to do it. So it would mm-hmm. be interesting to get something that could take molten steel and mm-hmm. they were saying produce that it. There's a method. Uh, I think I did write it down someplace, but there's a method: selective laser sintering. Uh, and I think this is what they use to fabricate some like jet engine prototypes. Really? Yeah, like heavy duty can handle a lot of stress. Very fascinating. I think we're still seeing, you know, early versions of of 3D printing. I'm sure they don't do glass. I figured glass would have been one of the big ones, but yeah, it's possible they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, did you have another one on your list? Well, it's crazy because it seems like we always go to this guy because he's he's so into so many different things. From because I I could talk to you about Elon Musk, okay. I could talk to you about his, uh, his, his, uh, not his plans, but what he's literally doing today about drilling out tunnels, digging out tunnels Mm -hmm. to do his, um, mass transit system and, or his monkey. (laughs) He's got a little monkey that he put a little chip or had to put a chip in Mm -hmm. that could be do, uh, telepathy to play a, a game and it's working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really neat. But again, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay and impressed still that this here can move this hand fast mm-hmm. as I could think about it. <laughs> and so I, 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 it's really cool. It blows me away. I just don't know if you should be mus- monkeying, around, <laughs> <laughs> monkeying around with your brain and stuff like that. I don't oh, know, Dave. Jokes, jokes. You're full of jokes. <sighs> well, it's better you saying that than the <laughs> latter or the other. But, but anyways, that's, I don't care how you paint it, whether you like it or don't, that's huge. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that, and, and mind you, you know he would have stuck that in a human if he could, but if a monkey can do that... <laughs> You know, a human could would far surpass the monkey's abilities of it. I I can't remember where I saw it, but I it, it was a video. I'm on Netflix and and Amazon Prime Video all the time, so it's probably one of those two. But it was a it was a a, a show that talked about like the use of prosthetics, and they were they were monitoring brain waves. And I think they were wearing a cap. Okay. And you're you go through this training process where you it's trying the computer's trying to figure out how your brain is working when trying to do something. Okay. And then once it maps out what signals you're 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 producing, it will then it will then apply that to a prosthetic. So you can just sit there and control an arm and pick up a ball yes. or whatever. Um I think there's actually I saw it at Costco uh during the holidays one time where they had this thing you could put on your your head and it would it would control the amount of i think it was airflow to raise and lower a ball that was kind of floating within a you know like a i don't know like a, a vortex of of air and i can't remember what they what they called it but it was like you know they were trying to market it as some sort of like space age mind control thing and it was basically just you know your it would pick up some sort of signal from your your brain and it would allow you to to control the flow of air and uh, raise and lower that ball so you know there's some basic forms of it already out in the marketplace well i i've seen just recently um this gentleman had a prosthetic arm and i trying really hard to remember what it was that he was doing and i think it was just I can't remember what if he was eating I, i'll just go with eating or combing his hair mm-hmm. but and i was i was just thinking oh my gosh this guy's gonna 
pick that up and this wham 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 <laughs> smack himself in the face. <laughs> but but he was he would in order the only thing that made it work was his mind. Mm-hmm. And so it was working, you know, and that that's the only way my arm works. Mm-hmm. So it's extremely amazing that we could apply what's what I'm trying to say, what's yeah, natural into something that's not natural, mm-hmm. you know, and it's functioning. Yeah. But I still think the guy was just going to be picking up something and then put the thumb in his eye, you know. <laughs> Where's the safety gear at? Yeah. I don't know. There's well, a lot of and, trust. And what happens when when he you t- he goes in the bathroom by himself <laughs> no, that's... ripping stuff off he's not supposed to that's, be doing that's not where i was going with that oh uh... <laughs> i'm sorry i thought that's where i apologize I went a little too far hilarious now i'm just thinking you know what happens when we start putting things in other people's bodies and now other people are controlling other well, people well that well i wish i could remember <laughs> there's a movie about that coming out where where there's a husband and a wife or i think and they put in a chip so now they can read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's only... And mind you, I didn't even get to watch it. I was at work, so I listened to it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know is, I want it out! <laughs> <laughs> no way! Because cause now the other person... And I can only just imagine all the little things that make... You know, you're a good person. You don't don't cheat on your on your gal. And... But now she knows that in the gal that walked by, your temptation just walked by. You went, oh, dad gum. <laughs> and then the wife hears that stuff. Now you're, now you're being a good guy is being questioned, you know? I mean, I don't know. That's just one little example that you don't want your other person to hear or control or to even, or not, not even control, but to even hear what your other thoughts or anything is, you know? But, but here with, with Elon, it's all capable. I mean, if you go back, and I'm not going to even bring up a whole lot of stuff, but even... During Hitler's era, all the testing and stuff with animals that they were doing, which was unethical and crazy, mm-hmm. but they got information out of that. Sure. And makes you wonder if it wasn't for some of that stuff, they didn't get leaps and bounds ahead because they know what doesn't work mm-hmm. and what does work. But that 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 is, I don't care what scale, if it's a monkey or a human being, I don't care. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah, I know, and, and it's we're still early in that technology. So now we not only need to be concerned about AI taking over, we need to worry about monkeys, and <laughs> next thing you know, the dog has to say, like, you know, complain about what's in the fridge, you know? <laughs> well, you were talking about it before, in fact, that, yeah. that there was a, an ability to understand and tell what your dog is saying, and yeah. so there's something yeah. like that. Squirrel. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's amazing. Uh, I've got a couple of others on my list that I thought were kind of interesting. Just real quick, one of them was uh, this foldable house. A floatable house? Fold. Oh, foldable. Yeah. Like, oh, like Oregon. We have a ton of those down. Oh, I was going to talk about homeless. Those are called <laughs> no, no, tents. No, not tents. <laughs> this is this is um, stronger, but it's like you can get an entire entire house unfolded into an amazing um I, I mean it's a it's a solid structure but it all it's easy to transport move someplace else set up on land and unfold and uh, again it applies to my thoughts on you know what we could do on mars you know beyond huh. the uh, 3d printing but i thought that was kind of an interesting there's some stuff on online that you can you can watch them unfurl one of these things print that and I bet you could get one Possibly, of those yeah. AI um, robots to 3D print mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and then make 
3D printed babies and they start their own civilization Man, on Mars. They're onto something. <laughs> uh, here's another one. And this is kind of the towards like the environmental side of me where I'm fascinated, even though the cost of solar and wind and all these things are so outrageous it doesn't it doesn't pencil out generally and i think there's too much like politics in that type of technology but i'm so fascinated by the technology there is this place that i can't remember the name of the island now i think it's like a spanish uh, type of island and uh, with a spanish name and they have a fair amount of wind and so they've got these wind turbines that are running whenever they do have wind and of course wind doesn't exist always so the town that gets powered by this of course wouldn't get electricity 100 percent of the time because of this and the cost of producing some sort of battery system would be astronomical could not afford it solar it's not always sunny over there so that's another one kind of struggle with having constant electricity and i thought well, how do they solve this problem? They have two two sort of solutions, and they want to. They're one of these these populations. They want to move away from, you know, the whole, um, you know, putting bad stuff into the environment, get away from the fossil fuels. One of the solutions is a diesel electrical plant. They have that on the island. The other is this series of of lakes. They're like dams, and so what they do is. During during high electrical production, when this, the town isn't using much electricity, there's this excess of electricity. And so they use these pumps, and they pump water up to the top of these, these like reservoirs, and it stores it. And then when there isn't any form of either solar or wind, they start releasing the water, and they create and hydroelectricity Just as long back as down. it pays off where it doesn't take that much from mm-hmm. everybody else and what their needs are right during the time that they do have it yeah but i thought it's kind of an interesting uh, engineering challenge to address how do you how do you continually create electricity when the form of electricity how you're generating it is dependent on something that's not constant i think a lot of people and mind you i know there are smarter people that think about it but my grandpa um was super smart he wasn't blood that explains it. <laughs> but he was an inventor guy. And and when I was a kid, he had a like 1960 Fiat vehicle and he had like 30 batteries, car mm. batteries sitting there. And oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine how much money he put into those. Mm. But he didn't want to create a way to make electricity. I mean, yeah, you had to have it in the first place, but he wanted electricity to cycle to charge itself and so he's trying to do a lot of looping and and his big deal was looping oh i know and and so he didn't he passed away he didn't get to go further with his inventions but i think that there should be something that that people put forth as example is they take the water up and it flows Mm -hmm. but to come up with you know might have to be science you know stuff but where it could flow in such a way that it could get itself up to a point to where it would create its own looping. I've looked into this stuff. Yeah? It's very fascinating. There's the idea that you could create a perpetual motion machine. The problem is, is that the 
the laws of thermal dynamics says that you're going to lose energy That's right. due to heat. And so you can't you can't really create it, but you can use other technologies in order to supplement like this example, you know, where you've got this excess of energy creation and you use that as a way of then storing it. For us, it's normally stored in batteries, but in this case, the water itself becomes the battery because you're you're storing up all this water that gravity is going to feed and there's all that so, that potential energy. So my grandpa, what he what he was talked about was you have it cycle, and then as you drive, the little bit of energy that's created. You know, like back in the day, we used to have these lights. If you wanted lights on your on your bike, mm-hmm. you'd have this little roller that would be on your tire, mm-hmm. and it would create the energy yeah. to operate the light. So if you wanted it really bright, you just pedal your ass off, right? <laughs> yeah. But but that's what he was talking about to feed it a little bit of electricity as you go. But it would it would it would generate enough to keep going where you don't have to recharge mm-hmm. ever potentially. Like like the the Penrose, if I say that Rose, the Penrose staircase. Mm-hmm. If you could create something like that, <laughs> you know, to where you keep walking, it's always going up. Yeah, or always you that know optical illusion. you know right. But yeah. it's it's it's. Uh, being able to have, if you could always have something constantly flow, like, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's on what level though? Well, like a river that's always running, you could always put little paddles out there to create, but like you were saying is, is, but that's something that always could keep going. But if you're trying to, to use a machine it, though, if you're trying to use a machine, like the example you're talking about, I, I equate it to uh, my car, right? I've got a Tesla. It, I charge the batteries up and I go off driving when it's time for me to decelerate. I let off the accelerator and those motors turn into generators and they create electricity that then gets fl- that flows back into the battery. But the amount of electricity that you can generate is far less than the electricity that it takes to actually go anywhere. And so you always lose and when you start talking about efficiency of things, you always lose a little bit of energy to heat or whatever. And that's where those the thermodynamic laws come in. And I don't know them all. Trust me, I wish I did. But you always lose something in these machines. If you go online, there are some really creative things mm-hmm. that are so incredibly efficient that the loss of energy is so minuscule, yes. it almost seems like it's a perpetual machine. But here's the thing is, is most people want don't want to give up. Example, a Honda Accord. I'll just use a, an average vehicle. Nobody wants to give up the the safety or the the looks and the comfort of the Honda Accord. So, you know, when you have like your Tesla, it's nicer and better than that, but but it's you don't ever want to go backwards when you have your technology. So mm-hmm. there's one guy that I'm not saying there's one guy. So there is a guy that um I don't know if it's his complete idea, but he made a car slash bike, but a car that will charge its own battery. So it's like a it's like an electric assist bike that literally will charge itself. And he has to do this little motion once in a while. Then it gets up to pace and he could chill. Mm-hmm. But it'll still there and keep there charging. But he, every once in a while he just yeah. does this and he gets up to 35, 40. I could literally take that mm-hmm. back and forth to work on the speeds I go back and forth to work. Yeah. And literally just kind of mildly operate it. And God forbid us get a little bit of exercise once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's completely capable. It's just 
a lot of people don't want to, when you have all this new technology, they don't want to go backwards yeah. well, because it's efficient. It's, yeah. Right. There's a little bit that you have to do, but this guy, it's quite very little. Mm-hmm. He just does a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but it's because it's way lighter. You don't even have, he, there's no dome. Mm-hmm. He's just chilling out there. You know, it's like, <clears throat> but it's powered. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really cool. I, I, um, <clears throat> I almost wish I could do something like that. I, I'd be willing to do it, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, it's fun to engineer stuff I, like I that. know there's a guy at work. I think he's still there. But I saw him hauling butt down the road, and I keep seeing him hauling butt down the road. And finally, I, I asked him, like, I saw who he was. So I'm asking him, like, what, what is that? And it was the first time I've ever really seen a, am I going to say it wrong? It's, it was like a electric assist pedal bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, he pedals along and keeps it charged and stuff, but up going up a hill or little times where we want to take a break. Mm-hmm. But he tears out of there, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he just turns it on. Yeah. And it's almost, I got to tell you, it looks, seemed like it's quicker most of the time. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that he has to sit there and charge it up. You know, maybe he does. But Yeah, maybe, maybe. It depends on how much, how much biking you do. And, right. you know, because every time, it, it, if you think about it, like the example you're talking about, you got this little generator on your wheel, there, that adds resistance to the whole machine. Right. And, but it's your muscles that's oh. producing, that's using, um, that's being used in order to create the energy to then charge up or utilize that little But if generator. you're coasting down the hill, it'll work. But if you're going exactly. up the hill, you're not charging yeah. it up. It's using it. Yeah. But. Yeah, my mom actually has one of those uh, assist bikes. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's... It's, it feels weird, you know, because it's kind of light. It's like a mountain bike, but then when you uh, when you flip it on and it starts going for you, it feels like I used to ride motorcycles. It just feels so unstable. Right, like it's going to take me <laughs> off into a tree. Yeah. That's what I would be concerned yeah, about. It, it kind of freaks me out, yeah. Uh, another another piece of tech that I thought was interesting, this, again, kind of in that environmental um, uh, space, which is... If you think about where our garbage goes, I don't. waste waste management. Most of us don't. Just <laughs> Most of us don't. I just try to act like everybody else. Well, I don't give a crap about that. I yeah. pay my taxes. That's all I need. Yeah, to know. it gets picked up every Monday. Yeah. It's fine. But goes out to the curb. <laughs> yeah, but you know, managing garbage is is kind of an issue, and it, of course, with with more and more people complaining about burning it and creating carbon in the air, or whatever. Uh, you know, because you can you can burn garbage and create electricity. You know, it yeah. can fuel things. There's this technology they call plasma recycling, plasma uh-huh. arc recycling. Yep, very very fascinating. Yep, I know a few companies that utilize that. Will take the, a lot of their waste, and these mm-hmm. companies make a lot of waste. Mm-hmm. So when they could say thirty percent, forty percent, if they could say any percent, like in the double digits, that's huge in a large company mm-hmm. that they could take and give it to some place that creates energy out of. Mm-hmm. That is a huge win out of it. Yeah. So those of you With who are... little emissions. Yeah. Those of you who are listening, so if you think about like the plasma cutters, you know, in, you know, like uh, Metalworks folks, it's, it's, uh, it's gas that's that's ignited sort of it creates this very very high temperature i think that they even compare it to temperatures of the sun in this little yep. tiny space very very hot well you can burn garbage through this process and the cool thing is that it produces these byproducts that you can then use for other things you're talking about electricity mm-hmm. you can make electricity out of some yep. of the byproducts there's this stuff that they call i think they call it 
slag or aggregate. It's the leftover yeah. solids yep. that come from the, the burnt material. And you can use that for construction material. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's non... What's the word? There's like no radiation. There's no... Yeah. What it, biohazards to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know the right word I'm trying to look for. But yeah, it's, it's safe to utilize in, in another um, application. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I imagine it's probably expensive to at least get it started. That's I really do wish that they would like with solar and all that other thing. Uh, I mean, some places it's harder to utilize that, but and I know that once you, you try to start pushing it, it's it's more expensive. And if everybody was on board, it would bring the cost down. But they need to just take it mm-hmm. and make it crazy affordable. But that's the problem is that I guess that's when you really have to care about about the about the saving the savings or the planet say mm-hmm. you know saving the planet kind of a thing, but they don't make it like like there's there's a few things every several times a year will pop up and say, hey you could um you could be a part of um this free solar panels in your area and all this stuff, so I decide to look up all right i I'm a, I'm I'm qualified. <laughs> I'm qualified to give them tens of thousands of dollars because their grant for doing it is a third off. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so what? You know, that's it's still outrageous for a regular family to come up with all of that to what to maybe save a little bit of money, not it, to take kill, not to take over all of your needs mm-hmm. to save a little bit. And it's not it's it's not it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I I agree. The the folks that are really you know emotionally tied to saving the planet and using renewables and stuff, there's that side benefit because it makes them feel a little bit better. But even you know we keep referring back to Elon because I, I'm a big fan. He's into everything. Yeah, he's into everything. But he was talking about the efficiency of of solar panels, and he says there's just a limit. There's a limit to what technology that we have, the materials that we can then uh, harness the, uh, you know, the the solar rays, and and there's a limitation. And right now, the cost to produce is just, it doesn't pencil out. It's more expensive than traditional fossil fuels and some other, like, you know, we live in the Northwest, we have these dams that produce a a huge amount of electricity and uh and it's constantly running we we don't have to worry about the water getting turned off like the air getting turned off (laughs) so that's that's a global cycle that i you know that it's always going you know it's always going yeah we don't have to worry so much about it now there are other side things you know we have salmon you know runs and other stuff that folks complain about but um but for the most part hydro is an incredible thing uh well well to your to your tech stuff and i don't like this guy Mm -hmm. but you know whatever keeps him out of big farm i'm okay with it but bill gates has just been Mm -hmm. getting into nuclear um energy too and and you know nuclear energy is i'm not going to try to explain it because it's something i feel like i understand but to teach it i'm not good enough Mm -hmm. but it's relatively simple yeah it's just you're playing with some really serious elements to you know to make it work but that is known to be a very very clean effective way to get energy you and bill gates is kind of for this is that what you're saying he's um last i just saw literally uh two days ago or so that that's his new thing mm-hmm. new or not but um that's his thing is now he's into nuclear power yeah well he, he's he's similar like 
in it's all that farmland he's buying up he's trying to figure out a way to uh sustain all the work he's well do. he's he's constantly thinking about stuff you know he's he's out of doing the microsoft daily stuff and and so he's got some time on his hand to think about these other things but uh i i'm a i'm a fan of nuclear i just don't think that in general public is a fan of nuclear because they associate nuclear with bombs and destruction well, we've and had we've chernobyl. Had chernobyl yeah you know it, something like that is huge but the thing is is that and even the um the nuclear waste that comes from these these nuclear power plants we can still utilize that for other things when it's done besides you know making making bombs but most people just are turned off because of the uh the tragedies that have resulted in nuclear technology sure. but the fact of the matter is it is one of the most cleanest, cleanest forms of energy and it's the high amount of energy you can get out of it is incredible and you can build these nuclear power plants in very small form or very large form the guy did it in his freaking um um basement and ran his house off of it yeah i think some of these universities actually have small uh nuclear power plants i want to say that one of the universities in in and if homer simpson can run it (laughs) then we should be able to be all right if we get somebody else in there so true i mean i i i it's it's just one of those things that if something goes bad it goes it's really really bad Mm -hmm. but yeah when you but we're getting better at it i agree and and there's been a lot of success with them for many years and but you know for the waste Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's easy to bring up, but nobody talks about the waste of the, um, the, uh, uh, bear with me here, the, the wind, uh, yeah, the turbines, turbines. Mm-hmm. Have you seen their, their landfills of those things? No. Now, mind you, people don't really realize when they see them that when you see them drive down the road, those are like three or four semi lengths oh, behind. Yeah, that's just one blade. <laughs> yeah, and then mind you, there's at least three, I think, and then they're elevated off the ground so they don't hit. Mm-hmm. They're huge, yeah. and there are grave sites of these being buried and buried. And where the hell are these going in eighty thousand yeah. years? Yeah. Nowhere. I mean, and why are they falling apart so soon? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I think I, wind is one of the worst. In my opinion is yeah. one of the worst. In fact, we looked about my mom and I. We decided to look it up here about what it would take to, not necessarily go off the grid, but you mm-hmm. know to get some. We have a well and that we could use if we tapped into it, mm-hmm. and 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 there's a um, you know to get some windmills going. And we looked it up, and it was like, no, it, it's not sustaining. It's not worth the time. It costs way too much. Way for what too much. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and yeah. It's it's just uh, no. I I, agree. I guess for I guess but but I guess this. It's essentially the same issue that I was saying. Like people that want the technology for the their way of life today. Mm-hmm. If they want to minimize and make a car bike, it's there. If we want to live, we could probably live off of the 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 windmills. What it could provide if we cut back on everything that we do. <laughs> but that's the whole point: is we want to not go backwards <laughs> with the with it you know i think that's it's a funny thing because it's you you're hitting on something that a lot of people complain about but conservatives are that's what they are they conserve they they want to cut back on waste and all this other stuff and for me in in the topic of energy 
yeah, let's not use so much energy. Some of these technologies could could work if we didn't consume so much. You know, it's true, but um, it's hard when you have a standard, a, what we call a standard way of living, yeah. to say, hey, well, you could have that, but like, like you could have that technology in your car, but you're going to have a ten speed wheels. <laughs> You'll be like, that's forty grand or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is. Like, I don't know if I want that, but mm-hmm. well, I I like you the, always want to keep going forward. I like the different forms of energy production that that exist out there, and, and I do think that that uh, nuclear is probably one of the best ones, and we're not utilizing it because there, it's it's had bad press in the past. Yep. But I I really do like I I like this plasma arc recycling. I th- it's I, been around enough to. Um, see the good results out of it. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, and I don't even think, I don't know, I really honestly don't know, but I don't think it's even that, as as everything goes, that expensive, mm-hmm. considering fields of, fields of, of wind turbines that hardly run mm-hmm. are so amazingly expensive versus one facility like this. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can go up the Columbia Gorge uh, let's see Oregon or Washington side and see a whole bunch of those wind turbines. And they're but this, really working hard. But well, it's funny because sometimes the, some of them are just really moving. And then right next to it is one that's not moving at all. It's like they have to turn some of them off so, because they can't, they shouldn't produce a certain amount. It'll overload whatever the system so is. Here's something that gets me though. Those are so massive that I don't feel that any wind could turn them. I feel like I feel like they have a. I'm, I'm not That's saying this so is true. Funny. I feel like somebody's in there flipping on a switch to make it turn <laughs> because they're so huge. You would think that they'd maybe lightweight and not just three blades. I just feel like my what guess. What kind of wind do you need to get something that massive to really turn? My guess is that is that you have to turn off the generation portion of it to get that thing up to speed with the wind before you activate it creating electricity. So you have I'm to just thinking get it going I think the wind yeah has to kind of build it. it up without the resistance initially. I don't know. I don't I, know I, either. I, mean, I should I should have looked Yeah, into if you're that, but... if you're listening and you know a lot about wind stuff, uh send us an email at mailbag. Yeah. com or send us a voicemail on anchor.fm. Okay, so well yeah, so the um plasma stuff. I again, if I I think about the people who are running those big dumps now, and I go, why wouldn't you look into building something like this? Because not only are you going to take in all this extra garbage that can then be created or used to create uh, electricity, but you can also then sell the byproducts. So for you, you're not only making the money off of the customer who's paying you to collect their garbage, but now you've got a new marketplace that you can sell the byproducts and make Man, more money. I got to tell you, we make, just so you guys know, we make a killing off of this podcast. We make so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Oh, sorry. Trying to that sell was, it to them. I was, I was, I couldn't hold myself. That was funny. We need to take what we make and open up one of those. <laughs> With all the money we make. Yeah, I'm sorry. The first priority might be paying for a producer. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't going to pay them much. Oh, or at least beer money for our podcast. I, we don't even make that much. I'm I haven't, kidding. I haven't we don't had, even make beer money. I haven't had much uh, much beer at home, so I look forward to the podcast so I can drink more beer. It's fantastic. Well, whatever beer you have is yours <laughs> that you brought home. Yeah, I know. I always bring some with me. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Oh, right. Do you have any other stuff on your list, Dave? You know, 
I might have, but I, I can't recall any off the top of my head. But that was, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess we could probably end it there. Yeah. Uh, there's so many other things. Maybe on another show we can bring in some more stuff. Well, so I do have a little quote that I could give if you like. It, it's pertaining technology, but it's nothing nothing too fancy. And um, no, I, I I don't mind fancy. I like fancy, but I don't have to have fancy. I try. That, that, I try to be low maintenance. That explains the underwear you wear. <laughs> what underwear? Exactly. <laughs> Crap! Now I can't seem to find my uh, my quote. quote. Oh. Yeah, where's the producer when we need him? Uh, <laughs> uh, he's wondering why we're screwing up the show. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Um. So this is a little. Here's here. I'll, I'll attempt to read this. Take us out. Mm. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Arthur C. Clarke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got to tell you, a lot of this technology does seem like, like magic. And to think about mm-hmm. if we were to bring even 5% of this technology to 200 years ago, 500 years ago. Oh, yeah. They, they would be hanging us up at a stake, putting us on fire. Because We'd be called gods. I, that's my guess. No, we probably would be. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. If you don't mind, support us by sharing this podcast with others. And uh, we do post these on YouTube. So you can always go on to YouTube. We uh, try and cut up the show into bite-sized clips so that those of you with short attention spans can get a little taste. So, all right, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe. <laughs>